This week, we talk about sleep. Also, we'll take the mystery out of how much protein to eat per day, and we'll check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. Helps to have the fader up. That's another geeky radio guy term. That's the fader. The fade out. <laughs> I nailed the fade out, brah. I could run sound for Zeppelin. <laughs> fade? Fader? That's when you play the Homer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. Uh, too many buttons. I don't even want to touch it. All right. So, do we? We're going to talk about sleep this week. You know, yes. It's kind of apropos because this is the daylight savings time week. Well, I plan that. Which just jacks everybody hard. It's you know it's funny is my my not to throw my wife under the bus. She first of all, get rid of that pen. Oh yeah, that's right. You I clicker. That. I'm, a, I'm a pen clicker. <laughs> not to throw my wife under the bus, but when she was a stay-at-home mom, kids, nobody in school. Every time daylight savings time came around, spring or fall, she would go, "Oh man, I'm going to lose all the sleep again." I said, "Why? You don't have to be anywhere. You don't have school. You don't have a job." She has a job. They can sleep till they wake up. Yeah, but she doesn't have to be at like you well, know, she has a job. in a cubicle. Do you remember that Bill Burr bit? She has the most <laughs> difficult job on the planet. She's what, a yeah, mother. Worse than coal miners. <laughs> yep. But she she would always go, oh, daylight savings time. Oh, it's screwing me again. <laughs> it's like you don't have to be anywhere. You can literally sleep till you till everybody wakes up on their own. So anyway, yeah, you ran over and backed up. <laughs> I know. So you're in trouble. I knew when I was saying it, it was horrible, but it just uh, didn't didn't make sense to my male logical brain. Um, yeah, you. Hopefully, she doesn't listen this week. <laughs> That's the nice thing about you know being married long enough. They don't care what you do anymore, so I don't think they ever listen. <laughs> I don't either. Mel does after I beg like three times. Hey, did you listen? <laughs> right. No. Fine. I'll do it this afternoon. She busy watching The Bachelor. Nope. She doesn't do any of that stuff. Uh, my wife, I meant. She's watching. Oh, I got you. No, mine's <laughs> mine. She's actually knee deep. Well, not knee deep. She's out of the water now, but um, she just burned because she's, she's on her spring break. Oh, yeah. And it's only Wednesday. Right. And she burned through this weekend and into today or yesterday. She finished all the Marvel movies in order. <laughs> oh, jeez. She said. I didn't know anything about that. I don't remember that. And I'm just like, because you were staring at your phone every time we watched a movie. Right. And yeah. just, and I'm, then. I'm surprised that a woman would, you know, not to stereotype, but I mean, seems, those seems like dude movies, right? Oh, yeah. But they're not. Yeah. They're entertaining. They're funny. And, yeah. I think as I get older, I just care less about comic book stuff. Plus, you still into it? Oh, no. I just, I like those movies, though. They're entertaining. I don't know the story behind. The rocks and the Thanos' hands. I don't I don't I don't geek out on it like that. <laughs> right. But they're fun. People take that shit way serious. Oh, for sure. Like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Oh yeah. He's great. You know what was funny. awesome? The second I think the second one where like they featured a bunch of A C D C in the soundtrack. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's killer. And, and I think she just watched it. He's an American treasure. Yeah, there you go. He was right. ducky. He was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, you're showing your age. All right, well, let's get into a couple of things here before we get into our topic. Um, last week, we had a tweet by Carnivore Aurelius. We got another controversial tweet of the week from him because he just, 
I know I see stuff. How from do you him even and pick one? It makes me just laugh. His stuff makes me laugh. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to show you a couple of memes here that I saw. And uh, this is kind of telling. It's for those that are listening. It's got two uh, windows, kind of like at the DMV, and one says "pills and surgery," and the other window says "lifestyle change." And guess which one has a giant line in front of it? Pills and surgery. Just give me the pill. People would much rather go down that medical uh, route rather than making any type of preventative change or lifestyle change. So I thought this meme was kind of a. Uh, but apropos. it's not. But it's not always their fault. Not always. They're lied to. Oh yeah. By completely. the pharma. Big pharma tells them you need this pill, and yeah. then there's some pills they do need. Right. There's pills that people need, and it's not lifestyle or diet or nutrition mm-hmm. or fitness related. They just need it. And then Big Pharma does such a phenomenal job of blurring those lines. Oh, and just marketing. Yeah, it's just you need all of these. Oh, marketing. Yep. The marketing is crazy. Like, as far as you get older, too, you notice just because that stuff starts to apply to you more. <laughs> you know? Right. Does your dick work? Does you, Is your cholesterol high? You know, all this, all these, like, commercials. Like, if you watch football, it's all, like, ED drugs, you know. It's all yep. towards old guy, old guy oh, messaging. Sure. You know, and then an ED drug and then a oh, beer the statins. <laughs> yeah, the statins, the beer. Yeah, it's the marketing is off the hook. Um, so that was kind of a good meme. And then I saw this other one here that says, uh, and I'll just read. It's just an index card that says, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. That's funny you say that because when I was running the other day, I was thinking – and I thought, because I did it during the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And I thought, if I had a metabolic disease and it required doctoring, as the, the old folks like to call it, right? what would I do at work? I'd go to my boss. If I had a boss, I'd go to my boss and I'd say, hey, boss. Got a doctor's appointment this afternoon. All right. Don't forget to cough. Look right leave. and cough. They, have fun. Yeah, they let you leave no problem. Yep. But what if I give you time off? Yeah. But what if I wanted to go, hey boss, I want to go not have to go to the doctor. <laughs> right. Screw <laughs> you. Get back to work. Yeah, they'd be like that. You don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't take time for yourself for preventative lifestyle. That's but a good point. The reactive lifestyle, then take all the time you need. Oh yeah. Yep. Hope everything turns out okay. <laughs> if only there was a way you could have avoided that. If only. Yeah, that's just the whole, what's what's that old quote? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Right. Yeah, or my other favorite one is take time to, you have, you have to take time to take care of yourself because when you die, your obituary will be posted after your job opening. Wait a minute. Oh yes. So right, yeah, if, right, you, right. If, if I died tomorrow, my right. job will be in the on Indeed right. before my obit ever hits the paper. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Exactly. So profound stuff. So really, we're just trying to you know highlight to everyone the big reasons for why we're doing this, why we care about health, nutrition, fitness. Uh, it's to avoid have to do the forced doctoring, right. as the old folks say. Yeah, I, I, I told somebody at a former place of employment. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know how you find all that time to exercise. And I said, I make it. 
what do you mean you make it? I said, I make time. Right. I cut off work to make time for wellness. Right. Well, that's not going to work here. <laughs> I said, and neither will I. <laughs> Sorry. There's jobs uh, all over good. the place. Yep. Screw off. Well, the, the whole debate about the work-life balance thing, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just a catchy slogan to yep. recruit people. Yep. They don't <laughs> mean it. Exactly. Well, they'll... The market will determine how much they have to give you, you know, in order to recruit people. And they're going to give you the minimum right. that takes to get qualified people. And right. if that requires, you know, having to do some crazy stuff and let you do your thing, or once you're in there, they value you as an employee, then they might let you get out there and do your wacky running during the day. Right. Because Dewey's a good producer. Yeah. You know, it, that's the, all it should be. Yep. Not to get in, not to go down the whole libertarian meritocracy <laughs> path, right. but. Yep. Are you getting your shit done or not? Exactly. Stop worrying about when I do my job. Start worrying about if I do my job and, and how well I do it. Right. And and if you're going to be healthy enough so you're not taking time off from right. doctoring, forced yeah. doctoring. Right. Well, and think about how does that, I don't know how it works like on the insurance side, but think about as an employer, if you're providing, you know, healthcare coverage for people. Oh, and if you use it too much, they bounce you. Well, right. If you have people that are, would you rather have people running and working out and eating healthy? And not using that And insurance? not ever going to the doctor except for their yearly physical, or would you rather have people constantly getting prescriptions and constantly being high utilizers? Right. I mean, it's going to save them money in the long run. My current employer, who shall remain nameless. McDonald's. <sighs> Fuck. Told you not to tell anybody. God. <laughs> As he hands the bag to everyone, don't eat this shit. Yep. This is horrible for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's when the manager said, that's not going to work here. <laughs> um, no, but the, thanks. I had lost my train of thought. Your current oh, employer. current employer. Our medical insurance company mm -hmm. dropped us because we used it too much. Oh, damn. You know, here's a... Here's a so don't tell me that, well, that's what insurance is for. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Insurance is literally should be called just in case. Right. <laughs> well, plus, what do you think insurance companies are in the business of making a profit? Collecting all, premiums and not having to pay off. That's all they give a shit about. If anyone's ever tried to utilize insurance, you're going to find out real quick that they'll they'll hassle you, you know, left and right to get your premiums. The minute you're late, they're hassling you. But if you're trying to make a claim, uh, you know, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, new phone, who dis? Yeah, right. Yeah, we don't have time. We're swamped. <laughs> Yeah, or they'll just find them. They always, I think their first reaction is just deny. For sure it is. Deny, deny, deny. And the, the Bill Clinton approach, as I call it, deny, deny, deny. Right. And, and then if they get forced or taken to court, then maybe they'll comply and actually get loose with the purse strings. Or like I got a, a bill, a medical bill in the mail, and Mel goes, aren't you going to open that? And I'm like, no, this is the first one. I don't even read them until it's the third one. And guess what? Every time they're different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one went down 10%. Yeah. I just, nope. I need at least two or three before I even open it. Yeah. Because the insurance, oh, we just, I guess the insurance did want to cover this part. Mm -hmm. What? What yeah. if I would have just paid the first one? Right. Would you get a check back? No. <laughs> yeah. They're in the business of making a profit just like every other company. So if you understand that motivation, it gives you a little bit of perspective when you're considering your interactions with them. All right, well, 
So let's get into it. One more thing here. We're going to define a, uh, we like to talk about different terms and define what's going on. And I wanted to talk about protein. This is kind of uh, timely for me because I've been adjusting my macros and we defined macros uh, in a previous episode. How are you adjusting them? I've been, my ratio of how much fat of like of the total intake of calories I'm taking in in a day, how much of that is fat and how much is protein. I've been playing with that amount. Oh, okay. I was much higher fat and I've been reducing that and leaning more towards protein. That's been working well for me. Um, so I want to talk about- So you're going uh, that P, P, E. Sort of, except for, yeah, kind of, because, but- the one thing, and then you're talking about Ted Naiman, Ted Naiman the PE, yeah. the protein and energy, and what he, his whole claim is emphasize the protein. And pick your energy. And then pick your energy, whether it's fat or carbs, which I don't. That's my motto. It doesn't compute for me, though, because I can't eat like a steak and then just a potato with nothing on it. You know what I mean? Because you have you, to. You're not supposed to. Right, but I can't. Yeah. Ugh. You got to pick one. Grody, dude. It's P. It, yeah. But fat is very. It, to me, fat is, tastes great and satiating. So you know, yeah, I'm always going to go protein and fat. That I mean, carbs for me, there's no, there's only bad things associated with them. They awaken the beast, the the cravings beast, inflammation, all kinds of stuff happens with me. Yeah, and I'm not right. running marathons. I don't need that quick energy that uh, you know to re- replenish the glycogen stores or whatever. Yep, uh, I switched I, recently from fat to carbs for training purposes. So and you mean I'm like fucking hungry all the time, right? Exactly. <laughs> People who don't believe this, they're full of shit. Because I'm yeah. on the I'm on the exact same caloric intake, but and I just just different ratio. I'm just, yeah, I just want to eat. I know. See, and that to me that's suffering. Yeah. I don't want to be hungry. Right. So protein and fat are very satiating to me. So I so is fiber. So I'm diet. I'm right, but I, again, I have. Have no need for that. You're not going to eat. Don't see the benefits of it. Sit down to a bowl of black beans with nothing on it. <laughs> no, exactly. So anyways, leaning on protein. And uh, one thing that comes up in this discussion is how much protein do you need? Right? So I as much found, as you need to stay jacked. Right. And as I found this uh, website, it talks about um, bodybuilding.com, baby. Because these are the guys that know this shit. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, they've known this. If you watch... That pumping iron movie with Arnold. Healthy or not, they know how to cut. They yeah. They and, know how to not have fat. And they knew like eating carbs, you know, the standard American diet carbs were bad back in the seventies. I mean, Arnold's right. sitting there, they're giving each other shit. They're like, Don't eat the pat only eat the patty and don't eat the bun. Right. You know, they give each other shit about about that. So uh they, they knew to emphasize protein. But then they're also they're like pounding gummy bears and weird shit just to like fuel their workouts or whatever. Yep. Um, so anyways, there's this protein intake calculator here. So it gives you your, you know, your age, your gender, height, your current weight, and then what your goal is. And I kind of played. Can, a, you can pound gummy bears when you're taking Dynaball by that with a caulking gun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that sentence was. <laughs> it's a, What's Dynaball? Is that a It's an steroid? anabolic steroid. Okay. <laughs> so basically, I think the main rule of thumb is about a gram per pound of body weight. So, you know, for my current weight is very standard. Yeah, 175, so I don't want to get 170 175 grams of protein. And a you day. won't. And <laughs> it's so hard. That's tough. It's hard. Right. That's a lot of protein. Yeah, so th- then I found uh, a little uh, description here of what 
how to get that amount. So, so in your average piece of steak, it says you get 70 to 78 grams of protein from nine ounces of steak. So if I needed to get 170, that's over, that's about 20 ounces of steak. You'd need 700 calories of right. just protein. Right. And that's 20 ounces of steak. That's a pretty, that's over a pound of steak. That's a big chunk of meat. That's a big steak. And if I'm only eating one meal a day and, you know, protein is very satiating, which is the good thing because you can't overeat but it's hard to get to that protein target also. So, you know, this is, that's, again, that's why you have to know your numbers so you can, because if you're trying to build muscle and you're consistently way under this, you're probably, it's going to be real tough to do. Um, and if you can only fit so much food in your body too, you have to cut out other things too. You so know, you just, you just absolutely fell ass backwards into why bodybuilders eat eight small meals a day. Because they can't get all that protein in one meal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're just and and like especially if you watch those strong men too, they their job they, is they to eat, eat eight large meals. Their job is to eat. I mean, twenty thousand calories. If they don't get those calories in, the muscles will not be there, and they won't have the strength. Right, but so, they're fat too. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not bodybuilders. Obviously, they're not lean. Except Eddie Hall, because their only goal is can I lift the heaviest shit? Yeah. Eddie Hall's I don't care how now, I look. Though. Is he ripped now? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he looks fat ripped. <laughs> he's still got that big, huge, hard belly, hard belly, but it he's, looks like someone drew abs on <laughs> He's fripped, fat ripped. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, that's 70 to 78 grams and a nine nine ounces of steak. That's a lot that's that's a lot of steak to eat in one day. Even for me, not a very big guy, to get 20 ounces of steak in every day. That's all I could eat. I wouldn't be able to eat anything else. No, because you just reached your calorie intake requirement mm -hmm. um, or maximum, if it, as it were. Right. And you aren't are still short. Yeah. To exactly. meet to meet your calorie, whatever you establish as your target. Yep. And get one gram per body pound per weight or whatever. Yep. It's hard. That's hard to do. I just did the math for you. It's 700 calories yeah. of just protein. Right. Well, how many calories? I mean, that's that's a lot of meat. <laughs> I, I, I would have to do more than one meal. I couldn't do the old man. No. Yeah, you'd have to split it up just to give your body some, in your stomach, a rest. Just some room. Yep. <laughs> just push some of that aside. So I'll put this calculator in uh, in the show notes so anybody can jump on here and, and see what your depending on your goals, what's your target uh, for protein intake per day would be. So let's get back into uh, carnivore Aurelius here. Yeah, and this kind of harkens back to our discussion last week on cholesterol. He has a, I'll read this tweet here. It says, lipids extracted from the brain of Alzheimer's patients have 30% less cholesterol than normal. Tell this to your doctor next time he wants you to lower your cholesterol. Boom, bitch. That's telling, isn't it? Well, let's read the guy's response. Right below it. Oh, Kevin Bass? Oh. Yeah. I know Kevin, so I know what this is going to say before I even the read Blood it. cholesterol lowered by medicines is in a separate pool from brain, brain cholesterol. Lowering blood cholesterol does not affect brain cholesterol. Statins do not impair cognition in well-controlled studies and may prevent dementia by improving the health of brain blood vessels. I know. But then how do you explain? We've, the other side the, is heard from. Right. And 
obviously, you know, I want to hear all sides, but how, then how does that explain the massive uptick in Alzheimer's since statins were introduced? Explain that, Kevin Bass, MS. Just scroll down and see the social justice warrior. <laughs> Same <laughs> answer. Oh, SJW. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. So, got to read everything. Got to read. But anyways, this carnivore Aurelius, a great follow on Twitter, just trolling everybody. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. You know what? He's a and provoker. There's a, and there's a really good chance that he knew what Kevin Bass said, but he but he tweeted it anyway. Oh, he doesn't care. No. He, he wants the combat. Yep. That's why he's there, because that conflict breeds attention, and he knows that. But uh, it's a, he's a funny follow, so check out Carnivore Aurelius on Twitter. All right, well, <clears throat> let's get into our topic for the week. I don't know if it's the topic or what, but I'm off. I, I, I can't stop yawning. I usually can't stop yawning, but... Well, it was daylight savings time, right? Yeah, it is. I don't know if I'll ever get back tomorrow. And because I actually have a job. <laughs> I, I had to get... <laughs> 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 I, had to be there. I had to be there at a certain time. So guess what? When my alarm went off at 6 a.m., it felt like 5 a.m., and that sucked. It did suck. Just for Sunday. You then know by my, Monday morning, you're all caught up. My coworker didn't even come in Monday. Come on. He emailed at like 6.30 a.m. and said, I tried to sleep. I said, I couldn't do it. I got to take the day off. Come on. That's how it jacked up. Daylight savings time, that's what it did to Wow. <laughs> so I'd like to see the study of lost productive hours. Oh, dude. Across the country. I don't even know what daylight savings time, what the hell good is it anymore? Just give I understand more it was, it was, you know, to help farmers out or something, but I mean, everybody's got artificial light sources now. What do you, you don't, it's just dumb. And there's some Why didn't North Dakota have a blue light or blue law until last oh, year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> The blue hair law. Right. Call it that. <laughs> People those, should be, you should be at church, not at Best Buy. You should mind your own goddamn business. <laughs> yes. Not Best Buy. It's funny if that's what they were thinking of when they wrote the law. Damn Best Buy. We got to <laughs> yep. stop people from going there Kids until their, noon. Their CDs and <laughs> pogo sticks. Cassette tapes. Uh, all right. So sleep. Does it matter? Why does it matter? Okay, we're going to go into... I will dare to say, I'll add on to your little questions there mm -hmm. and say, is it the single most important thing Ooh. out of all of the shit we talk about? Throwing it out there. Is sleep the single most important thing? So you're saying a guy that eats Pizza Hut all day doesn't work out but gets good sleep, he's the healthiest of the bunch? Nope. But I'm saying the guy who eats really well works out incessantly but doesn't sleep for shit. It's fucking is, himself. It is. He's just he's spinning his wheels. Okay. I, Recovering repairs, half of it. Exactly. That's yeah, and that's what we're gonna get into here. So why is sleep important? And I'll, I'll put all these links to these articles that I'm referencing here. What happens during sleep? And this is kind of interesting because as as a young man, when I was uh, – are you yawning? It must just, be just the word. Are you, are you, Every time you say sleep, I yawn. Are you yawning just for effect? <laughs> no. Just, it's that <laughs> chick sleeping in that picture. I just want to lay it on. 
Um, as a as a younger man, you almost kind of like wear it as a badge of honor. Oh, I stayed up till four, got up at six. Fuck it, dude. I you're like a you know you it's almost like a like you're proud of how there's a sleep you're running on, right? Yeah. Stop wearing. Somebody tweeted out the other day. Stop wearing that as a badge of honor. Well, you're killing yourself. I think they were talking about the uh, grinding. You know, like the whole overwork. I'm grinding, grinding every yeah. day, dude. Work twenty that hours can, a day, sleep four. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and that's that's glorified. Yeah, not anymore. When it shouldn't be. I don't. I I think that's losing. We used to work with all. You know, I always had the old guy at work that come in at stumbling in at eight fifteen. <laughs> I've already been here for three hours. Yeah, you know what, Bill? You haven't done a goddamn thing except <laughs> right. make coffee and pace around paying attention to when everybody gets here. Right. Yeah. I'll do exactly. more by nine than you have done <laughs> since you've been up since four. Yep. If only it was a meritocracy, right? Yeah, don't get me started. Yep. Speaking of that, when I – well, that's a generational thing because when I had an other job and there was a boomer who was my boss, oh, yeah. no it, offense to the boomers out there. Every she, day it was a get-up-early contest. Every day. She would look out the window. At eight and go, okay, who's here? What cars are here? Who's rolling in 801? Get you a know. life. And, you know, she's probably, I don't know, 65 at the time. I, you didn't need to tell me that. But I knew the, that. Right. But that was how she was wired and raised. Oh, for that's, sure. That's it's not what, her fault. That's what mattered. It's not her fault. Yeah. It's just wrong. Yeah. If you, it doesn't matter if you just get there and do nothing all day. It's just you better be on time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. And then and if you are that person that shows up at 740 and yeah. work starts at 8, and don't do a damn thing all day. You're still a golden You're child. getting promoted. Oh, yeah. Look well, at Bob. Which Be is, more like Bob. Which is smart because if you know your boss, you know how to, how to you know, what they want to see. Right. You know, and then you're just a smart person who knows how to work politically in the in the game. I'm stupid then because I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't work. I run circles around Bob all you day. show up at 8.06 every day just to piss her off. I run circles around Bob <laughs> and I, I'm here a quarter of the time he is. Right. All right. So. What happens when you're sleeping? What's good about it? Main thing, I don't know, I'm is your body's repairing itself, right? That's the main thing. Okay, I'll just read this. Uh, As you pass through the various stages of sleep, your body cognitively and physically restores itself. For example, cells synthesize protein, tissues repair themselves, and growth hormones are released while you are sleeping. You know that's what? huge for a person that's working out, trying to build muscle. It's everything. It's everything. Because what are you what doing the... when you're – let me finish this quick. Okay. When I'm getting my pom-pom, right, and you're sore yeah, you're and your muscles muscle. are just – They're know, ripping. They're, they're literally ripping. They're literally tearing because yep. the tiny muscle tears is what you want to have happen. To create hypertrophy. And hy- hypertrophy, that's a term we needed to find, which – is muscle growth. That's yeah. what that means. To stimulate muscle growth. What happens during sleep that's the other side of that? The muscles are being built back. And yep. it's they're adjusting to that stimulus that you gave them. And if you short circuit that by not getting enough sleep, you're screwing up the whole, you know, you're not getting optimal amount of gains that you want to get. And here's a here's the curveball is that sentence, for example, Cells synthesize protein, tissues repair themselves, and growth hormones are released while you're sleeping. What could hinder that while you're sleeping? I don't know. The metabolic process. Oh, yes. So don't go to bed with a full stomach. Right. 
Because if you're taking away from, if your body has to take away that energy right. and resources to metabolize your stomach full of pork chops, it's not recovering. Speaking of that funny story, when we were back in the band days and we'd be in hotel rooms, we used to travel with one of those plug-in pan things. A hot plate? Well, kinda. like a, well, like a, you know, like a, almost like a skillet, but a, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. had edges, you know? Yep. And we would literally <clears throat> make an entire thing of hamburger helper. We would literally oh, I hamburger. It does just fine by itself. Me and yeah, right. Me and one other dude eat the whole thing, put our plates down, our fork down, and then lay down and go, Well, see you tomorrow. Right. I mean, thirty seconds after we we're done eating. Ugh. We and we used to wonder why we had acid reflux. Right. And throat problems and couldn't sing the next day and stuff. We're literally eating and going to sleep thirty seconds later. I mean, it was ridiculous. Oof. And just the worst freaking food you can imagine. Oh, right. Pasta, just a shit ton of carbs and processed junk. And fat. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, yeah, so you, you want your body to concentrate on the things that it's supposed to be doing while you're sleeping, making repairs, releasing the growth hormone, like it said. Um, it also talks about some cognitive things here. Uh, sleep may also help your brain reorganize and retain memories. While you're awake, your brain is receiving lots of information and images. You might be even trying to learn new things. While you're asleep, your brain, brain may replay and organize the events, memories, and information from the day. Wow. So are you getting the picture here? This shit's important. Right. <laughs> but it's not sexy. That's sexy. Not, that's not cool to talk about. No, it's not talking about, you know, oh, I'm going to get my full eight hours. Um I know you have your sheet there. What other benefits well, do you have besides just, you know? Well, mine are mine are more... <clears throat> metabolic. Right. So I, I beat to death the release of cortisol, the oh. fight or flight stress hormone. The stress hormone, yep. Yeah. So when you're releasing a hormone that triggers your body to fight or flight, um, you're going to eat. You're going to seek comfort. Um, oh, yeah. Because when what do people do? When they're stressed out, it's, you know, they, they literally stress they, eat, right? That's a but, thing. And what does that do? Yeah. It's, Makes it worse. It releases dopamine, right? Which is going to compound or you know counteract with the cortisol, right? So gets you in this vicious cycle. It does, yeah. and it, and it and it creates when people are like, "Well, are you hungry or are you just tired?" Right. Well, that's a real thing. Yeah. Just like, are you hungry or are you stressed out? Well, you're both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, that, you're just you're, cumulative. It is, and your body's your body's seeking that dopamine release and it's going to find it through things that make it happy. That could be food, booze, drugs, sex, anything yeah. that's going to, what, and what are all those things? Super addictive. Sex donuts. <laughs> New product at Shark Tank idea. I don't think there's a clinic for that, <laughs> but maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's Okay. Here's another one. It says, some of the most uh, serious potential problems associated with chronic sleep deprivation are high blood pressure, diabetes, heart attack, heart failure, or stroke. Other potential problems include obesity, depression, impairment, and immunity, and lower sex drive. That sound like fun? Right. <laughs> well, there's a, another... I mean, that's like a list of the shit you do not want to get. Right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, a horrible... And if you knew it was preventable, again... Like we talked about earlier, 
you know, they had prevention versus fi- reactive fixing later on. If you knew this was preventable, you'd make it more of a priority. There, part of this other study that I had from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition said that people st- with that were sleep deprived mm-hmm. exhibited the same um, poor decision making as people who are drunk. Yes, I had that written down too. Yeah, like you're probably, it's probably equivalent. And, you know, obviously there's degrees of this, but I think they've done driving tests. Right. Where you suck on the driving test or the drunk field sobriety test as much as if you're hammered. Right. Yeah. So, and believe me, I've driven home from gigs back when I was on the road, you know, many times late at night, been super tired as hell. I never drank. I don't drink, but it was probably just as dangerous. You're like, oh, I'm going to get pulled over. Well, right. And yeah. There's no way a, they're not going to believe I wasn't drinking. Actually reminds me of a story. A guy was a different band guy was telling me that he was going down the road and he was in the passenger seat and his drummer had a light, a little touch of narcolepsy, as he put it. Oh, so <laughs> that's enough to where they I, were going I, down I the road driving. and he heard, he heard the rumble strips <laughs> and he woke up and he was like, holy shit. And he saw the guy just totally zonked out oh, behind no. the wheel. <laughs> so he just reached over and went, uh, I think I'll, I'll grab the wheel now. <laughs> Probably not the best choice. I think he was the only one that was sober, though. So it's like, well, oh. let the narcoleptic guy drive. That's better than the drunk guys. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> was it, though? <laughs> right. Holy crap. Yeah, you, so, don't wanna, you don't, but that's dangerous. Dangerous as hell to drive or, you know, or just think about if you're at your job and if you have – any really any job you don't want to do it worse so if you have any job where you use your brain do you want to be you know making errors all day uh and just not being sharp right you know we just we always talk about in the low carb community one of the benefits is this mental clarity well you're just hand handicapping that by being low on sleep right if you're not sharp another thing okay you look like shit bags under your eyes. You look like shit. We don't get makeup to cover those up. <laughs> right. Oh, we could, I guess. Well, I've been trying to start. I'm just kidding. Well, you are a band guy. <laughs> I missed the eyeliner I've phase. Seen poison. I missed the eye I missed oh. that phase, luckily. Um but yeah, you look like shit. And here I'll read a little paragraph about that. It says uh chronic sleep deprivation can even affect your appearance. Over time it can lead to premature wrinkling and dark circles under the eyes. There's also a link between lack of sleep and an increase in the stress hormone. Cortisol. Yep, cortisol. In the body. Cortisol can break down collagen, the protein that keeps skin smooth. Again, sounds like some pretty fun stuff to get, right? Yeah, you'd want smooth skin, I assume. (laughs) Right. I mean, between the diabetes, blood pressure, heart attack, heart failure, stroke, lower sex drive, obesity, depression... Your skin looking like shit, wrinkles, dark circles. I mean, it. I think sleep is making its way to, uh, you know, pretty high in the priority list but here. remember Bobby got to tell everybody how early he got to work. <laughs> right. My uncle, not to throw him under the bus. He's not the, listening. Back in the 70s when he used to party, he said after they were done, they would just drive the work van to the job site. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Then <laughs> Still shit. Phase. That way, when the boss was like, where the hell is my... He would go just pound on the door. Right. I'm here. I'm here. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was here so early. Nobody was here. I just took a nap. 
I'm guessing he wasn't getting his eight hours. Right. <laughs> so as you can see, there's a crap ton of benefits and a uh, even more horrible list of, of downsides to not getting enough sleep. Um, did I miss any big ones? <laughs> Other than basically, it should just say death. Right. I mean, it's just horrible. Yeah. Not sleeping is slowly dying. The Yeah. And the, uh, the immunity, the immune system... Uh, regenerating and getting stronger is a big is a huge one too. Absolutely, the people that don't get enough sleep are more susceptible to every everything. I mean, any from colds all the way up to COVID to God knows what else. Anything that your immune system would normally fight off, uh, you're weakening your immune system by not getting enough sleep. Right. So again, why wouldn't you want to take the preventative measures and do what you could to have the strongest immune system possible? Um, so let's talk about how much the average person should get. So what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, you always hear eight hours, right? I think it's, it's, um, I think it's unique. I think it's individualistic. I think it depends on you. Depend. There are people who can recover and, and perform all those biological functions where their body's repairing and recovering and, and recharging on less sleep. Right. So I don't think there's a target number. Um, yours is whatever yours is. I wonder how you know. I mean, you know, I've always heard, and I'm looking at, we're looking at a website here, older adults, 65 plus, seven, eight hours, adults, 26 to 64, seven to nine Younger adults, seven to nine. So, I mean, it's all in that basically eight-hour average. Unless you're a kid, then it's nine to 11, 10 to 13, 11 to 14 as you get younger. Um, <clears throat> and that really speaks to the power of sleep, too, as if you're a newborn, you're sleeping 14 to 17. It must be super regenerative and and, right. and building, you know, that's generating the, the building That's blocks. all you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> At that point Because it's life. so powerful for the growing body. Right. You know, I and I think, and I haven't, I don't have a lot to say with this, the first part of sleep. Um, I think this is all, and maybe it's just me being too assuming. Right. But I think that this is pretty common knowledge. Yeah. I think when it we is. went through all of the things that happened, I don't think anyone listening is going to go, oh, shit, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. I didn't know that. Right. I think everyone knows that. Yeah. But they're not getting sleep. It's just a matter That's, of... And it's a matter of degree. And that's what I'm more interested in. Like, how do we get more sleep? I know I need it. Right. I know I'm not supposed to eat 5,000 calories, but how do I stop? How right. do I, I know I'm supposed to sleep eight to nine hours a night. How do I get that? Because I'm not getting it. So obviously, and we got that on, on you know, on the agenda. Yep. So that's what really got me to buy the book, um, Why We Sleep. Okay. Um, and the first part of the book talks about what we're talking about right now with the the biological part of it. But what I'm more interested in, like I just said, is what's keeping us from sleeping. Mm. So one thing I found during my research that I here's the book, by the way, why we sleep, unlocking the power of sleep and dreams. Yeah, that's a it's a great Matthew book. Walker. PhD. And if you if you search Matthew Walker PhD in Google and just type the word podcast behind it. He, I th he's been on everyone but ours, I think. Cool. Not, that's not, that part's not cool. 
<laughs> we'll get him. He keeps ignoring my emails. Just kidding. I tried calling him, but he was asleep. Oh, I see what you did there. I wish you didn't, but I saw what you did there. <laughs> Dad jokes. Exactly. But anyways, I found I stumbled upon something that was super, super, super interesting. And I'll be the judge of that. Okay. I'm but I'm not an a somnologist. <laughs> is that what it is yes. called? That's a doctor that specializes in sleep. Somnologist. That's good. Yeah. Get, it makes sense though. Somnia. <laughs> yeah, insomnia. Right? Yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million no, years. No, that I, was the term for I, it. I had to look it up. Um, but anyways, what I found super interesting. I mean, interesting I know what a coxman is, is but <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um Somnologist, go on. Somnologist. Go on, please. No, 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 no. That's not my point. My point was caffeine. Oh, you bastard. So, I'm yeah, literally drinking a Diet Mountain Dew right sucking now. Sucking down a Diet Mountain Dew. It, um, you said that just to, I feel attacked. And I'm not trying to make this sound overly dramatic. I'm just figuring out how to phrase it. But it is, it was quite eye opening to me. And I'm still just a few feet or miles down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. that I have to continue down, but and I'm going to continue down it. But there's so much bullshit that surrounds caffeine mm-hmm. and your sleep, your sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. Like, did you know that coffee or caffeine, if you drink too much, it actually makes you tired? Mm. And did you know that although it's a stimulant, caffeine doesn't make you energetic it just suppresses the stuff that makes you awake mm. so yeah, yeah I, say what now it <laughs> <laughs> just makes me say can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things <laughs> i didn't get that yeah no it, it again like i said it it, it was Pretty so, mind-blowing To me. sum it up for the dumb guy in the room, yeah. don't drink as much caffeine. Caffeine bad? Is that what he's basically saying? Yeah. And it's a there's a 12-hour rule that I'm trying to go by now. So before you go to sleep? 12 hours before bed, don't have any caffeine. Geez, so if you go to bed at 10 p.m., that means stop the caffeine at 10 a.m. Yep. Holy shit. Right? Um, But then... That's hard for a lot of people, man. But because here, did you ever notice... And it's like, my head just exploded when the guy, the doctor says, did you ever notice how when you drink, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm bad. What's your, what's your caffeine of choice? Coffee. 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 Pot before I even leave the house. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm, I'm over, I'm over the top. But I was so tired at night and I didn't dawn on me that it was the excess caffeine still in my system making me tired because I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how I can have a ton of caffeine, but I stop up before noon. Yep. No matter how much I have, I don't have a drop after noon. And And I was still tired as hell. Tired. And all of a sudden at like six, six 30 PM, I'm like, I look at Mel and I'm like, I could go to bed already. (laughs) And it's like the freaking well, there's gotta be David Muir just stopped the, the freaking news. I mean, it just got over, and I'm like, I could. Well, there's got to be a crash, already. like a roller coaster thing, too. It's almost like no, no, no. But there's not. not. It's not. No, because here's proof. So it's not the caffeine wearing off. No, because here's the prop. Here's the proof of that. And I like where you're going with it, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to explain it right now. I'd be like, I could go to bed right now, and you know what? I'm going to in about an hour. 
Mm-hmm. About 8, 8.30, I'm actually going to go to bed. And then I'd go to bed, and what would happen? Stare at the ceiling. Oh, shit. I would just sit there. I can't sleep. Nothing works. Why can't I sleep? Toss and turn, flopping around, flipping the covers all over and get up. You know, go watch TV or just get up. Because they say it's having a residual effect. Right. Yikes. Um, So I think anyone who, I'm willing to go out on a limb that anyone that has super, super poor sleep habits and poor sleep hygiene, as the doctors call it. I bet you could trace it back to caffeine. They probably have. Well, show me an adult, a working adult that doesn't consume caffeine. I mean, it's a tiny percentage. Right. But know. even if that person has a Diet Coke at Applebee's mm-hmm. at 7.30 oh, yeah. before they go home. Same thing. It's full of caffeine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. I mean, so is is the advice in the book, break yourself of that? Well, this wasn't in the book. Oh, Okay. Yeah, but no, this I is mean, where this were you? the research I found. Um, is the basic, the overall, in a perfect world, you just wouldn't use caffeine? Yeah. That's um, ideal. Yeah. Or if you can't not use caffeine, like that's not an option, then the 12-hour rule. Okay. And plus don't overdo it. Like don't drink the whole two pots before, right. before 10 a.m. Right. Because that is going to affect you later on, like as you found out. Right. Yeah. Well, absolutely. So what I another thing that Thanks. I'm I'm doing, and I know you have how to you have some some tips on yeah on how sleep to, hygiene yeah just physically how to g- actually achieve it. Yep. Yeah. So one of the things that I I want to do, but Mel's pushing back, is, but I'll I'll win. Is Mel your? I think everyone knows that by now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's his wife. Everyone, it's his wife. It's. The one that everybody likes in the in the relationship. <laughs> right. um, no, but I want to get a Keurig again. Mm. I think that would curb it. Oh, if it's I because could, one cup at a time. Yeah, if I could right. wake up in the morning and just throw that little pouch or whatever the thing is, that little yep. cup, and, and then it makes a cup and drink yeah. it, and then maybe go jump in the shower Don't and get think ready. Don't you'd make another one, though? Well, I'd make two, but I wouldn't drink 12. <laughs> right. So just think of ways to limit it. And I don't measure. Right. So my coffee in the morning, here's my ritual. I make the coffee, let the dogs out. I go over there, automatic ice cube dispenser. I put in two cubes and I pour my cup, stir it, and I drink it until it's about halfway, quarter way down, and then I go refresh it. <laughs> and then rinse and repeat. And I never go, well, that's gone. Right. I'm going to have one more. I just keep refilling it until the coffee pot is. Yeah, the coffee pot's empty. Yeah. And I'm like, coffee pot empty. I should go to work. They have more there. (laughs) So I go to work and they have coffee. Oh, yeah. So. Well, it's addictive. I mean, you know, just like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, a lot of the carbs and sugar and processed, whatever, caffeine is super addictive. And I've tried it various times because, I, you know, I don't drink a ton of coffee. I mean. I only like iced coffee. I don't like, you know, the straight up black kind of stuff. So, right, right. You know, more of a foo-foo kind of co- coffee drinker, but in the form of diet pops and whatever. So I've, you know, tried to break myself of that before. I mean, it's massive withdrawal symptoms, headaches. You feel like you just want to die. You know, you're almost like depressed, you know. That's why it's easier to do it on the weekend because you can stay in bed. Have you ever like straight up like – oh yeah. Cold turkey. 
You just cold turkey, yep. not even taper? Nope. I went from Ooh, that's tough. a ton. It wasn't that bad. <clears throat> really? Because I did it on a weekend, and I exercise a lot. Yeah. That helps a ton. And then you just flush the shit out of your system with water. Wow. It doesn't stand long. Right. 10, 12 hours tops. But the cravings for me were After bad. that, it's mental. Mental. That's, yeah. Yep. It's as much mental as it was. And that's that's how I quit chewing. Oh. Because I chewed since I was like 18 years old. Yeah. And about seven or eight years, I quit. And when I Googled that nicotine is out of your system in th- in like 72 hours. Oh, okay. So I knew after three days, it was all mental. It was just I was just being a it. baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a chew baby. You're just a wimp. You're Stop just a- being such a pansy and just don't be a chew baby just be done all right so let's talk about how to get physically how to get to sleep um you need to set up your environment you know you need to have a room your room set up in such a way that uh is conducive to sleeping you know is there lights beaming in there you you know cars driving by street lights whatever you know dogs jumping on your head yeah exactly bastards right yeah Cat, cat rubbing its butt on your face. That's what they do. No, and no more animals in the bedroom. Oh, that was really? a huge, huge problem. Oh, really? Yep. See, our dog sleeps between us, but she she's more zonked than than anybody. So the whole time. Oh yeah, the whole night. The whole night. Yeah, I don't have. Four yeah, she would sleep. She gets she gets the recommended amount of sleep that a newborn gets, <laughs> like seventeen hours. We don't afford that luxury. <laughs> Ours are bored, and they, one doesn't like it. Likes it hot. So you like the burrow between your legs. Oh, yeah. And then he comes back out because he's hot. Right. And, he was, and then he's cold. Then he's hot. <laughs> then he's cold. Indecisive. <clears throat> All right. So you got to set up your room, right? So you got to darkening shades. Uh, like you said, get the animals out of there if they're con- if they're a problem. Um, no caffeine close to bedtime. We talked about that. We covered all that. Don't eat close to bedtime. We covered that. Uh, like you said, you don't want your body working on digestion that that time, and it could be dedicating those resources to repair right. and and improving your immune system and things. Um, sounds. Let's talk about that. Like, do you do fan you like dead on silence? Th- fan or? on three. Fan. Okay, so you like blaring because you want to. And the reason that the white noise or the fan works is because then you don't hear every little creak. It blocks everything else. Huh? Yeah, it raises the what's called the noise floor to such a high level that everything that doesn't rise above that noise floor level is not heard and not detected as like an, an intruder or an alien coming to probe your anus. Which <laughs> I don't know what goes on at your house, but <laughs> I, that's my biggest worry is I'm like, I tell Mel all the time, I mean, it's this goddamn jet engine blaring in our bedroom. If someone broke in, you would know everything yeah. would be gone when we woke up. Right. I wouldn't, we wouldn't hear a yeah, thing. Exactly. That's true. Uh, for me, do you know, can you do music when you go to bed? And I can only do certain podcasts, and it all depends upon the host and the guest and their fluctuation of their voice. Because there's so many guys will be like, yeah, you know, when you're sleeping, you really got to get, and it's like, yeah. and that's it, and then it just wakes Scared me the shit out. out of you. Yep. For me, I can't do music because as a musician, I'm hyper-focused on it. Oh, so you're just, and I'm like, start tapping your foot. Or, you know, oh, that's how to play this chord, or, I, oh. you know, you're just analyzing it too much. Sure. So for me, it's only talking. And back in the day when I was on the road, back in the, you know, back in the day. 60s? Like early 90s. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it was AM radio, Art Bell. Oh, Art, that was bomb. Yeah. Coast to coast. I used AM, to listen baby. to Because he would come in everywhere. We'd be in, no matter where we're at, we yeah. were in the Midwest. Just scan. You could get that, that KSTP out of St. Paul. Yep. 
or the, there was a big one out of Omaha. You could get it almost anywhere because this is pre-internet, so there was, you know, whatever you got on your Walkman or whatever was what you got. Right. <laughs> so for me, that's I can sleep to talking. And to this day, now it's all podcasts, of course, but, you know. But the voices. I'll put some Joe Rogan, some Adam Carolla. Something. Joe, see, Joe Rogan's too loud. Too loud. He's yeah, too much he's of a too, yeller. He's, he yells into the microphone. You know, it's the best is Ryan Holiday and the, the, the Daily Stoic. Oh, okay. I haven't not heard of that one. It's a great book too. Um, nice soothing voices. Yeah, he's got a real just a like a like a NPR voice. Okay. And tells the next person the one a tote bag. <laughs> right. Soothing. And, and I like the, it. the next guest is Pete Schwetty and his <laughs> sweaty balls. Speaking of things that help, have you heard about the light thing? The color of light, the light temperature. You familiar with that at all? No, this sounds stupid. Okay. Well, it's a thing. Like, uh, you Sora, know, there's different colors. Sora cleanses and essential oil. Well, like, right. <laughs> the people, like, that are watching this on YouTube, okay, like, these lights here, uh, these red ones, you know, those are considered warm lights. Like, so anything that's red, orange. So that's why they're falling asleep when they watch our podcast. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. Told you to use blue ones. And then the lights above us is considered a cooler light because it's closer towards blue. It's whiter towards oh, blue. Okay. Sure. And that's why in your house, and I learned this as doing real estate, doing flips and things, you never want to put those bright white daylight balance bulbs in your house. Oh, the LED ones? Well, they can be LED, but you have to buy the yeah, right the color. The warm. The color temperature. You don't want to buy the daylight. You want to buy the warm, which is a like 4,000 or... 3,400 color temperature. But 5,000 or 5,500 is daylight. It's too white. It looks like Kmart in your damn house. See, now that's where me and Mel differ because I love the white bright You light. like the super white bright yep. like above us? Yep. See, I like it for this kind of stuff but you know, when I'm awake. But for in your house relaxing. And I like it when I'm working on something, you know, it's like I'm at my workbench yeah, or whatever. it's not all dark. and. But if you're in your living room and you're trying to chill, you want to get the warm lights. Like 3,400 is like, boom, that's the really? color temperature. Sounds like And there's a reason for lights. that. And they actually sell like, you know, you're the blue blockers. Remember those? Those infomercials? The blue light blocks. I have them, I have them in these glasses. You do. See? So, yep. And that's what screens output. You know, you're staring at your phone all night, staring at your iPad before you go into bed, staring at your phone. It's that light is affecting your brain negatively. And it's kind of interesting how it does it. Um, I don't understand all the science uh, behind it, but uh, I found a, found a website, and I'll post this, of course, in the show notes here, and it's talking about the blue light blocking glasses okay. actually work. I'm going to be pissed off if this says no because I spent $70 <laughs> on this add-on. Right. Did you get the, uh, what are they called? Did you get the... Uh, Protective coating on the undercarriage, too. That The protective coating actually does work because I'm hard on them and they don't scratch. But you know what? N of one right here. I don't have any more headaches since I got them. Really? Yep. So, okay. But it, Testimonial. But part of the N of one could be that I'm wearing them all the time and I'm not squinting. True. Because they are eyeglasses. So it, so it could be a combination of both. But okay. I don't look at my phone or watch TV at home with... Oh, my glasses on now. Oh, okay. I won't look at these lights. Right. Well, here, let's read this one. It says here, digital screens emit blue light, which can have negative consequences on your peepers. That's including, <laughs> Including strained, dry, or watery eyes and irritated eyes. 
Blue light is also known to sabotage your sleep schedule because it messes with your circadian rhythms. And that's the internal clock that tells you when it's time to sleep or be awake. Circadian rhythms, that's another one. I want to talk about that. Remind me. Yeah. And then, okay, so the blue light. Okay, see, your body knows. Let's just get into the circadian rhythms things. Your body knows, hey, time to get up. Then I go to bed, you know, it knows these things. And that's why light, we slept in caves and we slept on cold floors. Right. And, and light, it, that's why you turn your heat down at night. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Because we slept on caves okay. on the, on the cold cave floor. And then when the sun came up, it warmed us up. So instead of turning your thermostat to 70, when you go to bed, turn it to 65 right. and then 70 when you wake up. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And one of the signals that your body receives that says time to wake up now is the light. For sure. The sun's up. Exactly. Time to get the up. The sun's up. Time to get up. And the color of, you know, the sunlight is warmer. You know, it's it's that more, you know, yellow, ambery light. It's not the super bright Kmart light that you see. So that's why, you know, in your house, you want to have that right color temperature, that warmer color temperature. But in that book, Dr. Mm-hmm. Walker, That Why We Sleep, he crushes that whole theory. Oh, really? Because he goes into night hours and morning larks. And there's a whole chapter dedicated to talking about people who are night people mm-hmm. are night people. So that's it's a real not, thing. It's a real thing. It's, it's, real thing. it's it's That's how you're wired. People are just, well, he's grumpy pants. He must not be a morning person. No, he's literally not a morning person. <laughs> they're, those are night people. How do you know? And they're specifically wired. I'm a night person. How do you, I mean, how do you? Because I do my best, my thinking, my working my communicating, everything that I need to do, I'm best at past nine o'clock. Okay. PM. So it's really self-assessment, but there's no like blood test for, you know, you're a morning owl or what'd you call it? Morning, a night morning, owl. Or a morning morning lar- lark, he calls it. Morning, <laughs> or a night owl or a morning lark. Right. Um, but I have a story about that that conf- helps confirm that. Um, when I was a, a service manager, for a, a farm equipment company, I had a technician who just could not get out of bed. And he so when you were looking out the window at eight oh one, he wasn't there. You were pissed off. No, but when the people, <laughs> the other people who were looking out the window, because I would never look out the fucking window. Right. I don't care about that. How much work do you get done when you do get here? Yep. So what I did is they're like, you got to get rid of him. He he can't get out of bed. They wanted to shoot can him because he wasn't showing up on time. Well, it start started not eight, and he'd get there at like nine. That takes some balls, by the way. Right. When you're oh, told yeah. to be there at eight, and yeah, just rolling at nine. Because yeah, I mean, it does signify just disobedience. It, right. Unless but he you're told that doesn't couldn't matter. help it. So he literally just couldn't get out of bed, huh? Yeah. Wow. But it took me to discover this because I sat him down and I tell me your story. What's going on? There's always a story. Yeah. That was a story. I just can't wake up. Wow. I said, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. We're so busy in the shop that I'm making the special shift just for Josh. And your shift, Josh, you're going to come in and you're going to start at 930. And then you're going to eight hours later, that's when you're going to go home. You do that? Of course. Let's try it. If he's a good worker. He turned into the best technician we have. Wow. Nice. Because shift his circadian rhythm. Right. He's not a morning person. You're adjusting. Stop trying to make people morning people. You're just going to piss them off and you're going to lose. So the thing is, though, most jobs are geared towards the, you know, 
the eight to five. Why? Or so well, I'm just saying they are. So what does a, somebody who's but a I challenge do? that? Well, you're one. But you, yeah. Well, yes and no. So I mean, do you just force yourself like? Through I'm just, not customer facing. I don't need to be there at eight o'clock. Right, but are you? I mean, do you just force yourself through pure willpower to get get there every day? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're one of the guys that can just overpower If I that. didn't need to use willpower and power through it, I wouldn't need a goddamn alarm clock. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we sleep till you're done. Right. Yeah. Well, we don't. We use alarm clocks. Well, uh, here's we don't sleep till we're done. Okay. But you got to also, one thing you have to consider when you're considering if somebody's a true night owl or not is are they just staying up playing Xbox till 5 a.m.? For sure. Sure. Right. That's the yeah. other side of that. I mean, when I used right. to deliver pizza back in the way back in the day. Yep. I mean, those dudes, all they talked about was video games and wrestling, right? Yep. And guess what they did when they got off work? That's They just did that But why forever. didn't they just wake up at 6 in the morning and then do it all day and then quit it? Because they just don't care. They didn't have a sense of responsibility at all. So they yeah, just, but why does that have to matter? What if it, What if they're in school? What if they don't have a job? What if, they, what if they're independently wealthy and they don't need to work? Well, then do whatever the hell you want. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, why? <laughs> If you're in, if money is no object and you don't need it to survive, yeah, because you have your Bill Gates, just wake up when you're done. Why would you get a vaccine at eight? Get one at nine. <laughs> but why would you just say get some fake meat at ten? <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to go down that Bill Gates hole. <laughs> you brought up his damn name. Um, but but seriously, why? He doesn't have any. He doesn't have to beat a Microsoft to right. work on Windows at eight o'clock. Right, but I'm just saying, if you're trying to have a job or if you're at a job, I agree. But why is the job like that? Why does it have to start at eight? Well, because people want their food delivered then or whatever. Why don't they want it delivered at ten? Why don't they, why don't they want it delivered at three know, in man. the morning? I don't have all the answers. Exactly, because it's bullshit. It's a social construct that's right. outdated and it doesn't work. I think the problem is that. Because all jobs are at eight, then other all other jobs have to be at eight too. If they're customer facing, right? There's a difference yeah. there. If you're customer facing and you work like a retailer, or it's when your, your customers are working, you have to support them. I get the customer facing structure, right? But let's just say that light or temperature, or there was no extenuating circumstances, and Josh's I hired Josh to move this pile of rocks from here. Over to here. Right. And you had eight hours to do it in a 24-hour period. It doesn't matter. When do I give a shit when you do it? Well, as long as there isn't a guy waiting for you to move, have that pile ready so he can do his, you know what I mean? For sure. Chain or whatever, for sure. So. But I, there, there's not. I'm just saying, if your job hey, is to hey, just do we're this. getting off track. No, you're, we're not. You're going nuts. No, we're not. We're talking about people <laughs> who don't get enough sleep because they're so slaves you, to a social construct that's outdated and bullshit. Right. And my only point was... How do you know if they're truly that or if they just want to do what they want to do? Because I know, like, I don't, I don't know what I am, honestly. Like, I feel like I'm more of a night owl because if, if I was Bill Gates, I would, well, you know. You wouldn't get up before nine. It's Why hard would to, you? It's hard to say. Well, it depends on when you go to bed. See, that's the thing is. But you won't. You if ever I went to bed how... at 10, I'd get up at six because that's eight hours. But right? you wouldn't. That's, here's, here's all you, I just figured it out. Here's all you can tell. If somebody wakes up every day at six o'clock and just throws their alarm across the room and they're fighting to get up, <laughs> right. fight, and it has to drink two pots of coffee. It snooze eight times. Right. And <laughs> what's the first thing that that person does Friday night and then Saturday morning? Sleeps the fuck in. Right? 
<laughs> stays up late watching TV, <laughs> yeah. goofing off, going yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Till midnight on Friday night. Isn't that everybody? <laughs> Maybe. It Maybe it's all washed out. I, I don't know. I think we should all work 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. Fuck it. Let's flip this bitch. I, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> but shit. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I, I think there's, you know what? I got off track. We, we wasted some time here, yeah. but I'm just going to close those with. People are never going to get those 10 minutes back. I'm just going to close. <laughs> go buy the book. We'll go buy that book. Yep. Yep. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but anyways, back to the light. We we got off, off the trail here on the light discussion. So when you're setting up your area, you know, you want to have, make sure you have nice warm light. When you're preparing to go to bed, you want to have the blue blocking lights or avoid the screens before yep. you're, you're hitting the sack because that's going to screw their circadian rhythms. And it's basically by shining that blue light in your face. It's telling the body, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. So and the, the research I've done, what, what does that mean? The research I've done is TV one hour, phone 30 minutes. Before, before you targeted turn the light off and go to bed. Right. Yeah. No, that yep. makes sense because there's always an adaptation period, a transitional period. But you know what sleep is for me in the, in the evening and this whole sleep hygiene thing mm-hmm. is I might have shifted my problems with food to sleep. Because the idea right now, the idea of not eating a lot or eating just healthy and sticking with it doesn't bother me. Mm. But you know what? <laughs> this is this is going to be you always going to have a problem, this right? Is, right, and this is going to be super melodramatic. And oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, just shut up! I know, I get it. But here's the deal: <laughs> a world with me just going home and cutting my meat and just eating and going to bed. With and not watching TV an hour before or having the phone, I don't want that life. Just following. It. You're, I don't. You're back to your old fat Dewey. Right. I yeah. I want to drink beer and pizza all the time. So and, you're saying you just shifted your right. addiction or your problem right to another area. Yeah, because the the sleep hygiene is a struggle for me because yeah, I'm like, yeah. the the idea of going home tonight and having to stare at the wall for an hour. It's just too much. Not goddamn, watching TV. Too much damn good behavior. That's a problem. <laughs> Right. Wants, to, wants to behave all the damn time. And I just, I cringe. Yeah. I, I made it like not a week maybe of the whole hour before bed and oh, half like an hour following the rules strictly. Yeah. yeah and I just, I'm like, this is bullshit. This isn't the life I want to live. <laughs> so now it gives you some empathy though, because when people are telling your clients, you know, don't right. need that, don't need that. They're like, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> and you're like, ah, but uh, I get it. Damn. No. It is bullshit, but you came to me and you want to change. Yeah. And I'm going to help you change. And if you were going to a sleep coach. Exactly. They'd be saying it's bullshit. Turn the TV off. Yep. And that's why I don't have a sleep coach. (laughs) Oh, damn. So. Bottom line, staying staying healthy is tough. But in fairness, I have done a phenomenal job with, and just like eating. Right. I've done a really good job of cutting out the TV. I can't tell you the last time. Oh, I watched TV last night because the Gophers were playing hockey. But. Before that, I don't can't tell you the last time I watched TV two hours before bedtime. Wow. Because I listen to podcasts now. Right. So even if you're not perfect, you're making a lot of good progress. Right, right. So it's kind of like if somebody- I'm Replacing you know, it. Yeah. Somebody used to smoke a pack a day, and now they're doing a pack a week. Okay. Right. Not perfect. Yep. But we're going to give you some kudos. Right. And say you're moving in the right direction. Yep. All right. Well, that was sleep, everybody. <laughs> We started hopefully, off a little slow, but we got a little ramped up. Yeah, hopefully we didn't put you to sleep. Um, 
with our, our musings here. Nah, um, I, got, I got mad again. That woke him up. That's all right. This shit's important and hard. You know, none, I was posting in a, I've been trying to like uh, post a lot in these Facebook groups for carnivore and keto stuff. Cause there's a lot of like beginners in there and, and it just keeps me sharp and like thinking about the topics all the time. Mm-hmm. And some guy was like, uh, I, I, I want to try this, but you know, I, I don't know what to do. And how do I start? Do I, should I uh, tape? He's kind of talking about basically tapering. And I said, and I, I used a Deweyism. I just said, adults do hard stuff. Just <laughs> cold turkey, baby. Right. Just get after it. Yep. It's like, although, and he was like, and although the, if I was coaching him, I would have said, yes, wean yourself <laughs> off of carbs first <laughs> to avoid the keto flu, but I didn't. I said, just go balls, go right. balls, baby. And, you know, he was, well, and his, his, uh, Post is indicative of overanalysis. I've been doing Paralysis months and months of research, yeah. months of research, and I think I'm finally, you know, a lot of that kind of talk. And it's like, dude, sometimes you just need to take action. Sometimes you just have to jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. Yeah, you got to take action. Action solves most problems. Yeah, you know, so it's like fo- the analogy I use with clients all the time is a football analogy. Is the worst thing you can do in a football game in in, in a specific play. Stand there. Stand there. Right. Just move your feet. Oh, yeah. Coaches used to always say, I don't care if it's the wrong way, but go all way. Because yeah, otherwise you're just a damn target. Right. Just move. And, move your feet. And you're definitely not getting the ball towards the end zone. <laughs> Never. Yeah. That's a good analogy. It's always the wrong thing. Or, just, just stand there. Another one I heard was, a, you can't steer a parked car. Uh, oh. Uh-huh. You can with power steering. <laughs> How dare you shit on my analogy, <laughs> my per- formerly perfect analogy. But yeah, it, like again, it it's just saying yep. you got to be moving. Yeah. If you're moving forward, you can uh, actually get stuff done, and action solves a lot. I like that one. That's a good one. All right. Well, <clears throat> that was sleep. So now let's let's get the old measuring tape out and find out how fat is Josh? Pretty fat. There it is. Hey, yeah, baby. You didn't stomp on your own touchdown okay, call. Okay. Now let me bring up the old. Tracker. So you want to go through that body fat percentages? We should probably preface that with that you're trying to you're just going to utilize the in body scans, and so that's probably only going to be every 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah, this twenty one point four body fat percentage. That was my last hydrostatic dunk and in body results on three um, three. Yeah, so I'm going to not update that until I do another one of those, and we'll see if that drops. Um, neck inches stayed the same, arm inches are the same, thigh inches are the same. I dropped another pound this week, so I'm officially 20.6 pounds down boy. since we started. Um, it's a, and it's just over a little over two months. Yep, exactly one. Well, this is our 10th episode, so nine weeks. Ten episodes? Yep. Dude. I know. We made it. All right, so let's They do- say if you make it 10, that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> like marriage, I don't make it ten years. I don't know who they is, but all right. Check the old waist here, baby. This is one that matters, right? That's all they say. I was forty-one point five when we started. I'm gonna do it the, over here, just so you can't see it. In the ex- excess fat range. No, I'm just kind of standing. Thirty-five and a half. Oh fuck yeah, bitch! Down another half inchy. All right. That is excellent. You just staved off death. I just kicked death right in the nutsack. Death is undefeated. That's what <laughs> Kevin Hart always says. Death is undefeated, but you don't need to help him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so I'm exactly six inches 
Lost in the waste. That's huge. That's a single. That's the one that pun intended. I'm most proud of. <laughs> right. Well, it's because it's the most important thing. Exactly. If you remember, I've, like we talked about last week, well, there's two metrics, two ways of saying it. Either waist circumference, which mine was 41, and anything over 40 was considered horrible. Right. And now I'm at 35.5, down six inches. So that's huge. And then the other one was the waist to height ratio. And for me, being five foot eight, which is 68 inches, I should be 34. So I'm creeping up on the good. I'm only an right. inch and a half down from being good. So, and, and in two months. Yeah, in 10, 10 weeks. weeks. Yep. Yeah. Or is it nine? Well, let's see. One, two, three, four. Six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine weeks. Yeah, because it wouldn't start until the week after the. So I've lost twenty point six pounds in nine weeks. Yep. So that's you know, just over two pounds a week. That's a pretty aggressive rate. It's super aggressive, but, and it's as we see, it's plateaued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you look at the graph, or not the graph, but the numbers here is way quicker at first. Water weight, and just not eating a crap. And excess of, fat. Yeah. People, people. Oh, oh yeah. when you when you lose a bunch of weight right away, it's all water. No, it's not. It's fat. It's excess fat. Your body will want to dump that too. Yeah. It's when it becomes not as as excess is when your body goes. Uh, we might want to save it on it. We might want to hold on to this for yeah, later. The instinct of your hormones is to retain that just in case you need. Famine's it. coming. Famine's coming. We've been, you know, it's ev our evolutionary instinct is famine's coming, so we got to be prepared. I'm really. We've just done a really, really good job preparing. <laughs> As a society. <laughs> I, this has been such an interesting journey, though, because I'm really learning what works for me. And for me, again, with the all or nothing binary switch. Yep. Every time I creep off into the, I'm going to try some of this carnivore pudding. Oh, I'm going to uh, yeah. I'm gonna make the chaffles, you know. Yep, the fake foods. When I deviate from what's been, and the reason I lost another you know, pound when I was stalled out for like basically, well, actually three weeks ago, I was 175. Then I crept back up to 177, back down to 175, down to 174. The reason I'm down three pounds finally three weeks later is because I finally was adhering to the just drink, you know, I got rid of the heavy cream and everything. I'm just only drinking zero calorie stuff yep. and water, mostly water and eat one meal a day of meat. Okay. That's it. And when I stick to that, I consistently drop. Sure. And I, I'm retaining my muscle because it's all protein, and that's the building blocks of muscle, well, protein and fat because it's fatty meats. So it's got that that perfect you know ratio built in. But if I do that and I stick to that, I'm consistently down, and, and I'm going to try to be very hardcore on that and, and just keep that steady drop. I think that's the only way I'm going to get the last – you know, because my target is to get below 34%, you know, 34 inches on the waist and get below 20% on the body fat. So I'm going to keep this up for another, you know, probably month and then see where I'm at and go get another body scan and see where I'm at. Sure. So then once you get to 20%, under 20, so let's say you're 17% body fat, then yep. what? Then uh, you'll never see me wearing a shirt again. <laughs> I don't know. Then I got to figure out, well, do I want to go more? I don't know. I'll have to see how I feel. You know, is well, that... Is the, that the pro and, and and you're experiencing you're going to experience if you don't figure that out right now and utilize something like a smart goal or something like that. What you're going to end up running into is you're going to find out that happiness is not at the end of achievement. Right. So you're gonna it, you need to fall in love with the process. Right. And then set goals, targets, and have them time bound, but not finish lines. Right. 
And that's interesting too, because in the whole body fat percentage discussion, as I gone down that rabbit hole and watch all these bodybuilders and fitness guys, because I had no knowledge of body fat percentage and what what was average, what was achievable, what wasn't. I thought guys with abs were just, you know. Born that way. That was like very achievable easily, and it's not. No. I mean, if you watch these bodybuilders, they're suffering when oh. they're in competitions and these fitness physique guys, they're suffering and they're depleted as shit yep. when, when they're in those competitions. To get to three to four, under 5% body fat is not healthy. It's not. Nor is it and easy. They don't walk around like that all year. They no, only, they, that's they, show. They target yeah. that for the show. That's and the then stage. literally the week, the next week, they might not even have abs again. I mean, they're like just because they don't care. They're, it's not about yep. looking good. And as they're as, metabolically destroyed. Exactly. They're weak. They can barely, they're shaking when they're doing the poses, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> they have no strength. So that's not ideal. You know, you look at, you might look at one of those guys and go, that's what I want to be. Well, they're not even walking around like that. I don't think not many people who are casual gym goers want to be that. No. And I'm, you know, but when, before I was even into this stuff and I'm not saying I want to be that either. That's just kind of what you saw. Yeah. But to even just, you know, look good with your shirt off or look at naked or whatever, you're probably in the, I don't know, 12 to 15% I is think, probably. I think 10. 10, you think you got to be? Yep. Especially as we get older too, love handles and stuff, Ugh. that persistent. Yep. Yeah, it's tougher, man. So, you know, I've been really consistent on working out too. I'm doing, I got, I got my pull up, well, chin up bar in my basement now. So I've been. Oh, the wall mount? No, like a, dip a power tower, they call it. The yeah, dips so on like one dip, side. Yeah, I can do dips and then, you know, chin-ups and stuff. Dude, if so I, I, had, doing. I had answered a question on Facebook the other day, some uh, fitness dude, whatever. I don't even know who I said it. But he said, if you could only do one movement the rest of your life, what would it be? Dude, dips. Hands down. That's the one, huh? Oh, it's the most incorporating. Biceps, triceps, shoulders, yeah, your abs. There, yeah. yeah, if you do them right, right with your feet mm-hmm. out in front of you instead okay. of behind you. You're in a hollow position, the gymnasts call it. Okay. So you're holding with your abs and your right. hip flexors. Your legs get worked out. I mean, it's it's all encompassing so if you do like, it right. It's almost like you're doing a plank, but then you're also. Exactly. <laughs> now, when you think you're cool because you can do 10 dips with your feet crossed behind you, put your toes together. And way. Put your toes together in front of you and the whole ballast, oh, yeah. everything changes. Yeah, that whole. If uh, you can do 10. Distribution of weight. Yeah, if you can do 10 leaning forward and your feet crossed behind you. I bet you can do five so in a hollow twice position. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, so anyways, I've been doing push-ups, and I'm up to 40 push-ups now every day. Not a That's boy. That's my failure. And I'm Unbroken? Yep. Nice. And I can do seven chin-ups now. It started six last week, so I'm, I've upped at one. And that last one is hilarious. I've always had a lifelong goal. Obviously, I don't pursue it, so I'm never going to get it. But I've always said I want to get 100 push-ups. Unbroken. Ooh, that's tough, man. I got to 60. That is tough. Hundreds. Yeah. You know, I think it would be a fun video for us to do. Have you ever heard of that? Well, you were in the Marines, right? Air Force. Or Air Force. You yeah, heard no. of that Army fit PT test? Oh, yeah. Where the, you have to do X amount of sit-ups in a minute, X amount yep. of push-ups. Yeah, that's the running. Marine. Oh, no, no, no. There's there's some different ones. I now. think it's the Army physical fitness test, but I think it would be that's hilarious That's actually inspired by CrossFit to, now. Was it? Yep. I think it would be hilarious for me and you to do it just to see what we get. Because I've Oh, that would be f- that would I make have, a fun show. <laughs> it has to some, be like 70 out, but somebody we should do this. this. Yeah. Because I would that would be probably very hilarious. I think it would be very fun. But I would be a lot better at it now than I would have been 
you know, three months ago. You're lighter. <laughs> yes. You just took And stronger, off. too. We always wear the heavy weighted vests in a lot of the hero oh. CrossFit workouts. Yep. Um, for people who don't know what that means. In CrossFit, it's common to do what's called a hero workout where you honor a fallen soldier. Right. <clears throat> and in doing that, we wear a 20-pound tactical vest. And it's kind of like simulating what you'd have in the field. Yes, exactly. Okay. So um, those are 20-pound, it's called um, 511 okay. is the name of the company that makes them. Right. But um, they, they make a really good one, by the way even though they're not sponsoring us yet. <laughs> but anyways, they're 20 pounds. That's what you took off. Right. You took yeah. one of those off. You oh. were walking around with that vest on. Yeah, that's that's what oh, dude. Speaking of rabbit holes and, and weight and stuff, I got down a – I watched my 1,000-pound sisters. I know I got sucked in. Heartbreaking. We were in a hotel room uh, playing a wedding, and my drummer and I were watching and just flipping through the channels, and I saw it, and I stopped. And it was my 1,000-pound sisters. One of them's like – I think they add up to 1,000. One's like 600 and one's like uh, four. Okay? okay. But the amount of calories you have to take in to maintain that weight every day is ridiculous. It's a job. It, somebody's got to be shoveling that in all day long. So, I, you know, again, I don't know how. It'd be so easy for them to drop weight. Oh. Just don't eat as much. Yep. And literally pounds will melt off of you. But anything, anyways, one point I was going to make was she was talking about her knees hurting. I was like, no shit. That's you're carrying around six hundred pounds. Yeah, you're carrying around a piano. And her knee, her her knee joint is exactly the same as a regular thirty year old woman's. Right. But it's taking, it's like having three or four people on it. You know, the three or four times the amount of weight that a normal. I don't know how strong she is. Well, yeah, just think her quads underneath all that have to be massive. So her metabol her basal metabolic rate is probably like four thousand calories. That's what I'm saying. So she can reduce her calories by just ble- breathing just a little, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she just took in a little bit less calories. They would drop weight. I don't know how they maintain that. I mean, that's an Olympic feat just to maintain that weight. Think but, how expensive it is. Yeah, it's crazy though the amount of mental illness going on there too. Oh, it's all it's all in the it's brain. All it's all between the ears. Somebody um, did something to them. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I don't I'm serious. So, something happened traumatic in their life. Yeah. That would lead to that and yeah, it's you, and it's and it's fucking heartbreaking. Oh, it is. I can't stand to watch those shows. I'll cry the whole time. Right. Yeah. I just I can't do it. It's yeah, it's very brutal cuz you just want to scream at the TV like you can easily stop this. They don't want to. They know that. I know. They can't. It's crazy. Well, one of them not to, you know, belabor the point, but one of them went to the doctor a month later and he had given her a goal of losing, I think, 60 pounds and she had gained 12. And this is like, you know, under doctor supervision. So, like, she knows right. she's going to go back. Like, and that, you know, that's that accountability is what keeps me. You're, and it's just on I a know, stupid podcast. Yeah. Imagine if you're on TLC. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's crazy. It's, but yeah, like I said, heartbreaking, horrible. All right, guys. Well, that's the show for this week. Make sure you send us emails, info at fitandfurious.com. Send us questions, topic ideas. What do you want to know about? Watch on YouTube to watch all the shenanigans and valuable visuals and weekly extra content. See if we run that Army Fitness test. I think that'd be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Check us out anywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Subscribe, rate, review, and share. It really helps out the show. Go to furiousmerch.com for T-shirts. That helps support the show, and we will. See you next week.